All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. But the only thing is, it's Against All Odds without Cousin Sal. I'm Jerry Ferrar. I'm filling in for Cousin Sal. Actually, I'm not really filling in. Uh, quick story. For some reason, Cousin Sal wanted to bet the Rockets against the Knicks. I told him, Sal, there's no Oladipo. There's no Christian Wood. He was still pretty adamant about it. And he bet the entire Extra Points podcast network on that. So I am now like Vince McMahon. <laughs> I am the CEO president. Everyone works for me now. It's my network. Uh, all joking aside, luckily I'm not alone because you know who else is here? His gurus of gambling, his wizards of wagering, his barons of betting, his overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Jerry? Jerry, I'll say it once and move on. Entourage was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Jerry? I'm just going to say, out of the three of your uh, introductions, Harry is up 1-0. He just came oh, right shoot. at me like that. <laughs> well, Jerry, Absolutely. he did used to he did call used to call himself the turtle of uh, the group. So you know, <laughs> I kind of so, did. I kind of was. <laughs> I would have dubbed you more of the Vincent Chase, Harry. I would have dubbed you more of the Vincent Chase. No, uh, we all have the turtle uh, in the group. Sal, that's something Sal would never say. He wouldn't say that. Um, is this the first time you guys have done this without Sal? No. Uh, this is the uh, second time. With, we did it once. once with Bill Simmons, right? Yeah. That's once correct. Simmons. I, I was figuring, you know, I'm like, wow, Sal could have asked a lot of people to do this. You know, I was probably the long shot underdog. But then in thinking about it, it's like, all right, well, you got Kimmel, right? No, he's way too busy. That's actually the long shot. And then you got Simmons. I mean, he's got a whole network to deal with. Uh, maybe Damashek, but Damashek's probably talking into a mic right now. I actually was probably the favorite because I'm two months out from having the baby. There's no TV sets really shooting. What the hell am I doing? I'm just sitting here waiting. Well, we're glad to have you uh, running the show here today, Jerry. So thanks for Absolutely. joining in. No, this is going to be fun. I've always been, I've been listening to you guys for a while. Uh, something I wanted to throw at you guys real quick before we really get into, get into things. So I'm having my second son in about two months right and look i'm not, i don't need him to be tall like it's all good i've accepted <laughs> it i'm five seven i'm gonna give you guys some stats and then i want the odds what are the odds that this kid is five ten or over okay Oof. i'm five seven in, in sneakers okay my father was five seven my brother's five seven my grandfather was five seven my son is like a six pound baby Kind of short. Now, on my wife's side, her dad, 5'7". Her mom, 5'7". My wife mm. is my height. A little height there on the mother-in-law side. So what are the odds that this second, or even first, but let's deal with the second kid for now, cracks 5'10". Well, do you, Jerry, do you have uh, any uncles or anybody that's big on your side? Because it's funny, because like my parents, so part of the kid's like, Dad, what are you, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Uh, yeah, I, I fit in that area. Yeah, my my our dad is like five eleven. My mom was uh, five seven. I'm six four, and then oh. my we have, we have another brother that's six five. So like there's there's some family and you know there's some height in the family. So, um, but it's not, it's not not like we are. So there's a there's a possibility. There's a possibility. I got, it's really only the mother in law's side of things to get this kid to five, five <laughs> ten. So I'm guessing that's a big, big long shot, right? Uh yeah, I'll say uh 
Well, well, maybe bribe, bribe, but maybe not. Sal's oldest, uh, Archie, yeah. eats like two times the size of Sal, and no one knew where that came from. <laughs> well, there's some height on Sal's in Sal's family too, right? Jimmy's brothers, Jonathan's very tall. So, mm-hmm. what well, we, you know, it, it's possible. Now, are you looking at this for for sports? You want that? You want that height, Jer? Uh, for, for, ba- sport. for basketball or a, a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, just so you could get the shot off amongst yeah. you know amongst those three and D guys, just so we could get some jumpers off. Look, I I've never had a problem with being short. I've always told people like I've been short my whole life. It's not like I walked out of the house one day and was like, oh my god, I'm <laughs> I'm short. Like I this is this is very normal. I get in and out of places quickly. No one notices me walking into a room. Yo, Brad. You, you're six four. You walk in the room, people see you come in. Yeah, you're six four. I I walk in right behind you. No one even knows I was there. <laughs> Jerry five, Harry's five, like five three, and when he walks true. in a room, everybody <laughs> Listen, knows he's there. Everybody. Listen, they I was just gonna say they don't being, miss being five seven is like the perfect height because it's <laughs> short, but it's not short enough that where people are five, just really seven, my ass staring at you. You're you definitely not five. You're not you five, weren't no five eleven. You in, 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 the, in, in your programs, you were five eleven, Darren. You made them put that in there. Five nine and a half. Jerry, I, I would say, Jerry, look, the uh, the odds aren't in your favor, but I don't think uh, if your wife is pushing five, so I think five ten is very fair. I think a lot, a lot of it uh, results on the on the uh, the mom's side in a lot of cases. She's five seven. I think your boys are getting to five ten. That's my and- guess, at least. At and least. that's something I got to talk to Sal about. It's like, what happens when, you know, your kid's like 15 or whatever. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, you're three inches taller than me. <laughs> I have a problem with you. I don't know. I can't do nothing. He could beat me up. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. No, Sal's lucky. His son, Archie's what Archie's got to be like six, three by now. He's just yeah. at least standing next to Sal. He seems six, three. Maybe, maybe he's not. Well, I'll keep you guys posted. Maybe I'll start a little, uh, a little pool. If anybody wants some of the long shot five ten, sure. we'll have a. It'll be your first ever like eighteen year long running bet, that <laughs> right? You could right. Ever have. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of bets, I think we should actually get into the show now because this is always this is the part of the show I was most excited for. And our friends at PropSwap say it is time to take a deep dive into the collectively crushed souls of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call. Bedaches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bedache. It's a bedache. It's a bedache. All right, guys, I'm not going to lie. This is really what I was, I'm was. i here for. And I, I feel like I have to just say, Harry, is there uh, something you'd like to uh, discuss with all the <laughs> listeners right now? You know, you know, this past, you know, I should have probably, you know, I should have probably made more money on the Super Bowl since uh, I was giving away Tampa Bay for the whole season. And I just didn't capitalize as much as I should because I went a little bit too much on the over on things. So I come back this week and I'm firing like on parlays and and, and golf's happening at Pebble Beach and and this and get Australian Open we'll get to later on, too. But overall, I just couldn't put one together all weekend. And it was it was like Thursday. And I'm like. What the hell have I cashed already this year? Have I cashed any? Uh, have I cashed anything this week yet? And I look back and I'm like, oh wow! I, I started. I sent a message out. I was like, oh and fourteen in parlays at the time. So I'm looking and I'm, I'm trying to come up with something and put it this way. I end up going zero and thirty-one in parlays, three seventeen and one in straight bets, and that includes losing a ten-team money line parlay on Austin P when they were minus eight hundred. All right, I, I've got. The, I'm betting these Canadian teams in the NHL. 
over all the time. But with, you know, with Edmonton having the number one and two scores in the league, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver has a terrible defense. Last 17 games, Canadian teams playing each other in hockey this year are 2-14-1 in terms of going over. So I'm getting killed there. Had Sabalyank over Serena on Saturday, win the second set, can't get the third, need that for a parlay, can't get there. Leafs Habs twice in the past week. I needed over six and a half on parlays. I didn't hedge. They don't win. And then to cap it off, I think Brian's got a little extra here too. In NASCAR last uh, yesterday when uh, Daytona 500 was going on, I had Ryan Blaney to win it. He gets in that wreck the first 10 minutes of the race, first 10 laps. He's done for the race. And my big parlay that I have, Chris Busher gets in an accident. He's in part of that melee, too. He's out 15 laps into the NASCAR, into Daytona 500, pumped and ready for it. I'm done already. Brian, didn't you have something like that, too? Well, let's just say that was re- you had one of the worst weeks terrible, I could ever terrible. could ever remember. Because even on your extra point picks, right? You've you've gotten like seven in a row wrong or something, some a lot, right? I mean, oh, you have throw not- throw in CPU Kim right in the golf. He was terrible. For Has me. this happened before, I mean, honestly- Harry? Have you got as like have you had this kind of an ice cold run or is this like record setting for? You? I mean, this is this is a run. You're on the wrong run right now. They know I've had bad weeks, but this was bad. This was really bad, Jer. Really bad. You feeling the pressure? 31. You feeling the pressure now? Like, are you overthinking? Well, You're just trying I, to dig yourself I, I, out? Well, you know what? As a total degenerate last night, late night, with the Suns Orlando having second half, I go, I go second <laughs> half, I take Orlando and over second half. Somehow, I get, I pull that out, and which I did have to sweat. And I've got it with Zarev tonight in, uh, in uh, tennis at plus 160 over Djokovic. So let's, let's bring that in, all right? <laughs> Bri, you had something similar, Harry? So you, were well, on, you weren't on all the Canadian hockey teams, were well, you? I, no, no, I was not. I, you know, I was getting, a, I, I guess I was getting a little bored. There was a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I bet, you know, my UFC, I was hit or miss the other night. Uh, basketball, I was hit or miss. But then I was like, I got bored yesterday. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop a few hundred on uh, top three in NASCAR. I don't even watch, Jerry, I don't even watch NASCAR really, but I was just like, eh, I'll put it on. I know Sal and you Harry are betting it. it. So I put top three. I had Keselowski plus 350 top three and Hamlin top three. Now, Keselowski, I don't know if you watched it at all, Jerry. I caught pieces of it. At yeah. least if you, yeah, all you really need to see is the end right. of that, the end of that race. Keselowski's in second. Him and his teammate Logano are neck and neck. He gets pushed from behind from McDowell, which, I, you know, it's perfectly legal, I guess, in NASCAR to co- cause a 10-car pileup. Gets pushed <laughs> out. He gets knocked out of the top three. Hamlin finishes in fourth. So now I'm down a good chunk of money for pretty much no reason other than I was bored. That happens. Yeah. That happens. Uh, boredom is like, I think, the number one cause <laughs> of down a chunk. As, yeah. as you put it, I think boredom is number one cause. I mean, Parlay Kid, what are you thinking of all this right now? I thought, how do we get Harry out of this? What? Well, Jerry, listen. He's right there with the me. Fact, I, I think last night when, when we were exchanging some text messages, just the fact that when we said, you know, you have to realize we have money on almost everything. The Pelicans right. last night, right? This is all, you know, all this stuff is going on. So Harry is in a historic uh, slump <laughs> right now, even by Harry's standards. To lose like 30 in a row, the uh, that's almost impossible, right? You have to understand, like, Th- that th- itself is almost it's impossible. A feat. To, it's a feat. To, to lose that many times in a row. The odds are stacked against losing that many times in a row. Uh, but as a, as somebody that parlays, Harry parlays a lot himself, uh, that's where you get yourself in some trouble. And Harry keeps trying to double down, triple down, and it's just not working. Um, so 
it, it's, it, it, but look, don't trust me when I tell you, we all take delight in this when this happens to happen. This isn't <laughs> something we feel bad for. Well, we, these, these are you rooting we actually, for the streak to continue? We, we kind of root for the streak. Look, I, you could ask everybody on the podcast here, except for maybe Joel. Joel's got a soft spot for Harry, but pretty much the rest of us are rooting against him anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is Cal Ripken going to keep the streak going? Is he going to be right. out there? There's rumors he might not play. <laughs> so, know. Harry, are you thinking about maybe getting away from some parlays, focusing on some straight bets, string together some wins, start to get that feeling of winning again, and then maybe go back into the parlays? Like, what's what's your way out that's of this? Probably, you know? That's probably the way to do it, but it's so tough. Like, I mean, these games are so tough. I mean, we were on the chain today, like, with these teams playing back-to-back -back against yeah. the same teams, playing in the same city. Uh, look, in hockey, I mean, how do you figure out Arizona versus St. Louis? They've played each other, like, eight times in a row. I mean, ninth time. I mean, who are you going to pick? I mean, you have nothing to go on. These games are really tough because of situations like this, really, honestly. Okay, I have, I have one more follow-up, Harry. Uh <laughs> Blackjack, right? If you're sitting at the table, if you lose like six hands in a row, are you calling for a new dealer? Oh, or are you like, no, yeah. I'm going mean, to beat this. I... I'm going to beat this dealer. Well, you know what? It's funny. I wouldn't play black. <laughs> it would. It would be a roulette. And I, okay. Jay, I, li I lived. Listen, I lived. I lived in Vegas for 17 years, so I did play roulette plenty. Gosh, a few times. A few times with sales <laughs> money. But aside from that, um. If I'm getting killed by the dealer, not only if I'm getting killed, but the ball's on the other side of the wheel, yeah, I'm screaming for a new dealer. Absolutely. Although, Harry, well, the, the last time, Harry, we played roulette, you were getting killed, and you kept, you borrowed money well, from, you borrowed money from me, you you were borrowing money, no, but, the, but then you made it wait, back. You did well, yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. You did well, well but you were, you... You stuck you, with that table forever. You were getting killed. Right. We won like, I won like 700. Yeah. You won like 2100. Yeah, we, yeah, you, won, we, you won 2100 at roulette. Yeah, we did well though. That was wild. That was fun. I got a cousin who like, if he loses two hands in a row, I like, give me a new dealer. It's like, and then he turns into Joe Pesci from Casino where he's like, take this card and shove it up. He says, I'm like, you only lost two hands. Like you, you're, you lost two out of three. It's actually not that terrible. Like right. relax. Yeah, Call it for it's a new funny. dealer already. Uh, now, have either of you ever been on a streak that Harry's on right now? Or is this just, is this the parlays getting the best? Because you could be hitting two out of three and, you know, that's the thing. That's your winning what it percentage is. That's might what not it is. be terrible. I, you're exactly right, Jared. And, and, He's and Jared, these guys bust my chops because sometimes when I get to the last game, I like to hedge a little bit. I'd like try to middle again. You know, if I take plus one and a half sets, but I had the favorite to win in tennis, so now I can win both. These, all these, guys, these guys ride me all the time about hedging. Since I was already getting crushed this week, I couldn't really hedge. I didn't hedge on four occasions. I went 0 for 4. And you guys are big believers in hedging a little bit or like depends on the situation I mean, of hedging? I'm not. I'm not big into hedging at all. I think I've done it only a few times. Uh, Harry loves it, though. Yeah, the I, biggest, I find myself in the middle. Brother Bry is anti-hedge. He so is anti-hedge. Never yeah. hedges. Go one of it. the biggest, well, this isn't a hedge, but this is one of the biggest offenses, and it's happened in fantasy football. So, And, I, and I, I'm hoping you guys have moved on from your fantasy football beef <laughs> that I tried to help mediate on. Uh, hopefully, you don't have to revisit close, that. Close, close. We're almost there. I feel It feels more uh, peaceful. Uh, yeah. But this was one of the most egregious uh, gambling things I had ever seen. It was a very competitive fantasy league. I wouldn't say it was high, high stakes, but it was a good enough pot. And two of my buddies who made it into the Super Bowl, pre-Super Bowl, they chopped the pot. So there was no Super Bowl, essentially. 
What is your view? To me, that's like a bannable. Like they should have been kicked out. That goes against the integrity of fantasy football, in my opinion. But they, you know, because it was a nice size chunk, and they said, "Hey, just you take half, I take half. This game doesn't matter." So they ended the Super Bowl before it even started. Thoughts? Uh, I hate. I hate that. I hate that. I was in um at similar. I was in our yeah, especially for fantasy. I mean, at least I mean, if you're gonna take a piece, at least take a small piece and play for the rest of it. Right. I, I was in survivor. I was in a survivor pool one time where the pot was like eighty grand, and I had two of the last fifteen picks left. And people asked to share it, and I said no. Um, yeah, because I was just Jerry, like, ah. was, that Ke- was that Kevin Connolly who did that? <laughs> no, no, it was not. No, Kevin I, 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 I lost. Sounds like an Islander fan that, uh, that would do. Something it it, like it that. was not an Islander fan. It was not <laughs> Kevin Connolly. He does play fantasy football, but uh, I didn't even. Know. So Brian, Darren. Uh, Bet aches for you guys, or is that we're just so focused on Harry's streak here? I don't want to. I don't want to cut you guys Harry's, off. Harry's streak was the main bet ache this week. I mean, the bet ache for me is uh, was something I didn't bet. I had uh, I had Berger to win, and uh, Harry does a separate podcast. I gave out Dan Berger to win this uh, the Pebble Beach Open this weekend. Didn't have a dime on him, Jerry. So oh. I, I, I that's like a loss to me. I've given out two winners already this year so far, which in golf I'm new to betting golf. Last couple of years, these guys got me into it. Uh, and I've called a bunch of winners uh, over the last few months g- going back to last year. And um, this time around, no no money on Berger to win. So I feel like a schmuck. That's, to me, even worse than losing an actual bet. It's just something you like, but you just didn't put money on it. And then, uh, not you know, I, re- I could have put 50 bucks and won some money on that. You know, I so, ranked that uh, even higher because... Then what I find, I, I've been in that position too. What I find myself doing then is I start rooting against Burger because I don't want to be right because right, I don't right, have any money right, on it. Right, right, right. right. That's so what happens. Start, right. You start rooting against your, the great pick that you gave out because you didn't even have a dollar on it. So you end up rooting against your your winning pick. Uh, yeah, brutal. Any other I, any other bed aches from do that every day? Any other bed aches from the weekend? That was pretty much that that NASCAR really just nailed. You know, it's great to end the week on, on NASCAR. Could have could with the NASCAR. Yeah, Jerry, don't bet NASCAR. Don't don't let these guys <laughs> convince you. It's it's uh, it is so unpredictable. It's insane. It's not going to happen. And I don't like that. Like all of Harry, like Harry's guys were getting into wrecks. <laughs> I don't want that on I my mean, brain. That's too much to think about as it is. <laughs> uh, bet X was brought to you by Prop Swap. Smart sports bettors always know where to find the best odds before placing a bet. And that's why smart bettors use Prop Swap. You could always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high. Submit a bid for a price you think is fair and then buy it. Prop swap sellers are always willing to negotiate. Good luck trying that with your bookie. I've tried a couple of times. Two more weeks doesn't work out. And right now, they're offering up to $500 in spending cash when you use the promo code ODDS. That's promo codes O-D-D-S. And PropSwap will match your first deposit up to $500. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. All right, guys. Are we okay to talk some NBA? Because here's where I'm at. And maybe you guys are in the same spot, right? We always like, I always feel like the first Sunday after football's over is kind of nice. You're like, all right, I miss it, but I don't miss it just yet. You hang with the family. You're like, wow, I now got Sundays back. I could do whatever I want. I could go take some jujitsu if I want. I could do anything in the world on Sunday. <laughs> but then that next Sunday hits you and you're like, oh man, I don't really actually like doing stuff <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> so we're in this weird spot now where we gotta, and, and, 
you know, Parlay Kid, you mentioned you're into betting golf. Golf is fun to bet, especially if you get, you know, you got the first round leader, second round, so many fun plays. Now we're in this time where we got to kind of get to April. We got to get to baseball and the Masters. Those are always my next targets after football season. And we really, I know there'll be some fights here and there and Australian Open and stuff like that, but we really only have basketball as the main and hockey. Shout outs to the Canadians that are two and 14. Uh, but it's really basketball. So I've been looking around. Um, first of all, what have you thought about this basketball season in general? And have you guys been dipping your toes in the NBA gambling water so far? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been enjoying this season, Jerry. You know, look, look, we're Nick fans, right? So this is the first time I feel like in several years that we're, at, you know, at least relevant and playing for something. So it, it definitely helps the NBA uh, too, to have the next good, right? So that that helps me as a fan. I've been into it, been getting slaughtered lately in the NBA. <laughs> I think, like Harry was just saying before, it's very unpredictable. You put a bet in, then somebody doesn't play. Like Brian had Durant, uh, the Nets last week. Yeah. And then Durant's in and out of the game. Uh, we've seen that happen. I've been getting hammered on the Celtics lately. They've just, I don't, they've taken a dive. I don't know what's happening. So very unpredictable right now, but yet, the NBA is still kind of predictable, right? The best teams are still the best teams and, and stuff like that. But I'm enjoying it. As a Knicks fan, I am enjoying this season big time. Do you know what makes me a little nervous? Uh, and, I, I've, I, and I'm watching the, the Knicks scores as we're taping this right now. They're playing the Hawks. And I'm curious to know if any of you had any uh, dabbling on this Knicks game. Oh, yeah. We do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I, I actually do like do. the Knicks tonight. Uh, and I will admit when I don't like them, I'm not afraid to like fade the Knicks or go against the Knicks at all. <laughs> But you know what I didn't love? And I'm looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook and I'm like, and I looked at this like a month ago and man, these odds have kind of dropped. And even like from last night to this morning, the Knicks were plus 210 last night to make the playoffs. And then I wake up this morning, now they're plus 198. It almost to me, and I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts, like I don't think those odds are good enough. I, I do think we have a good chance of making the playoffs, but we're also such a tortured fan base that the minute you start thinking, Wow, we're actually like not that far off from making the playoffs. I don't trust it. What are your thoughts on that plus one ninety eight Knicks to make the playoffs? Well, guys, like I, I sort of like it. Uh, Brian and uh, and Darren are big Nick fans, Jerry, uh, like you are. But I, but I still sort of like it. I mean, seed seeds four through eleven right now are separated by only three games, tied for the most wins on the road in the Eastern Conference. They give up the least points in the NBA at 103 points a game. Uh, the next closest in the Eastern Conference is Boston, Miami at 109. Randall, we discussed before the show started. Jer, how he's been very good, very good great. for the Knicks. Yeah, and uh, they've held teams to 100 or less more than a third of their games. Uh, I think, yeah, plus 198. When they play these bad teams, they should win those games because of their defense. That's going to help them get into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with Harry. I do like the plus 198. Yeah, would I like it, you know, to be where it was maybe a week or two ago? Yeah, um, but I still like the 198 here, Jerry. And I'll tell you why, in my opinion, I think this Derrick Rose pickup was Solid. great yeah. for the Knicks. I, I know some people didn't like it at first. They think, oh, it's going to take minutes away from quickly. It looks like it's taking minutes away from Rivers, right? Uh, which is which is okay. And uh, D. Rose has been... Man, he's been great so far, and I think he elevates the Knicks to to a playoff team. You know, if the Knicks can stay healthy, um, and with Tibbs coaching this team, you know he's going to ride this team hard to make the playoffs, right? 
And I think with the, you know, with Rose now on board, I think it, the Knicks do have a pretty good bench, a pretty, a pretty good backup five. And so I do like them at plus 198 to make those that playoffs. Yeah. And they got a favorable schedule come right now. They yeah, they're in advantage. a good part. They got to take advantage of it right now. They're in the good part. Brother Bri, you know what makes me nervous, though? Is that, let's face facts, there is a good chance that the Knicks will have to win this play play-in situation, too. Like, you know, I don't think, I don't know if they're going to reach the sixth seed, you know? So, so, like, there's a good chance that they're in this play-in tournament thing, which, by the way, to me, that counts as a playoff appearance, <laughs> even if they don't win it. Like, I just want to watch, give me one or two of those. I'm, I'm good. I mean, I want more, I but that would make me very, very happy. But, brother Bri, like, do you even think, you know, if you've, can the Knicks win? A, you know, you got to look at a play-in situation. It's probably going to be Charlotte, right? Right. Chancellor maybe be, will be these Hawks that we're playing tonight. I mean, I, I do kind of like their chances even in the play-in situation. Well, that's the thing. I like it in the play-in situation. I also, you know, we really, I mean, it'd be great. Look, if we can get that sixth spot, I know it sounds like a lot as a Knicks fan, but they are going to play hard all year long. But yeah, you really need that sixth spot because what's going to happen is, you know, the Heat, the Heat are eventually probably going to get into that six, right? You would, you would, all things point you, to that. You would and, think, uh, and then the Raptors probably too will go on some type of run. So yeah, we're you're probably we're going to probably be left up. You know, we're probably realistically going to be eight or nine. We're going to have to beat a Hornets team. We're going to have to beat a Hawks team probably. So, but at, at two to one, I know what you're saying, but. I, I definitely wouldn't lay the minus 250 that they wouldn't make the playoffs at this point in time, right? Because, I mean, they are, like like they all said, I mean, they're going to play hard. Tibbs has them playing really hard. Their bench has been phenomenal. Um, it, it, it will be phenomenal going forward. Um, and then they're just going to play hard every night. You know how it is in the NBA. I mean, that's, that's the one thing in a regular season. There's just games where teams take the games off, but the Knicks are not going to take games off this year. And yeah, to Harry's point, I'm looking at the standings and there there is literally a game and a half separate. Hornets at six, Knicks at seven, Raptors eight, Heat nine, Hawks 10, Bulls 11. And then it does fall off. It looks like Orlando's kind of ending the season. The Cavs were hot in the beginning and then they've kind of fallen apart. So yeah, if you're telling me those are the teams to get, like I do even see a path to six with those teams. You're right. The Heat are probably the scariest team. It would have been nice to maybe split that two game set for we sure. had with that, we lost two heartbreakers that we were in every one of those games. So uh, mm. I want to say like a month ago, or maybe it was a little longer. I think it was like plus 500 Knicks to make the playoffs. And I, I said, it's like that no bet. I thought about it then. I'm like, God, you got to just sprinkle something on that the way these guys are playing. It'll probably fall apart. And I didn't do it, but I I would like it a little more if it was maybe like three to one. You're like yeah. three to one. I know it's not <laughs> a big a big difference, but it's hard to imagine the Knicks are only two to one to make the playoffs. It's kind of shocking. Ha anyone have anything? I mean, I'm looking at the scores right now. Anyone have anything on the Knicks Hawks right at this moment? Yeah, I, I mean, I have, I, I have I have some money on the Knicks plus two in this one. So uh, it's looking. Is it still a, a yeah, this, four point game right now? Four point game. Yeah. An extra point. I gave out the Knicks in a two a four point teaser. <laughs> so I got Knicks plus five and a half. I've got Trey Young under 40 and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined. And I got Randall over 22 and a half points. Ah, oh, you're looking all right there, Harry. You're going to end the streak. The streak stops tonight. Yeah, Jer Jerry's going to stop the streak. Very nice. <laughs> Trey Young, two of no eight, doubt. baby. Nice. But yeah, I, I really am 
trying to just get to the Masters in baseball. I was even looking around. All right, here are some bad odds, but this to me seems like free money, okay? LeBron right now for MVPs plus 200, right? That's not really that exciting. You know, all right, we get it. Uh, there are some other, like Durant plus 850. That's nice odds. Jokic plus 500. But now we're going to be missing AD for a little while, you know, with the the Achilles thing. You know, with a big guy like that, anytime you hear Achilles strain or whatever, they're going to really mm. slow play him. They don't need him right now to maintain this top three pace. At least I don't think so. To me, it almost is, and with the shortened season, I don't see a path really barring injury, and I, I hate injuries more than anything. I don't see how LeBron doesn't win the MVP. It doesn't seem like it's possible. The storyline is there too. You know, half of the battle is like, do you have the right narrative to get the MVP? And, you know, Steph Curry two years in a row, Giannis two, he hasn't won the MVP in years. It seems like free money right now. What do you guys think? I like that, Jerry. I kind of agree with that. I know, I know what you're saying. We see it at plus 200. It doesn't like jump right. out at us. But barring injury, right, he's probably going to win this. So um, that's, I, I think it's, my, maybe it is. We look, it's one of these bets, Jared, where if you don't do it, you might look back a couple months from now and go, that was free money. Yeah. Right? That that's was what I'm saying. free money. Why didn't I just jump on? I know it was only plus 200, but why didn't I do it? Right. So, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's something we probably should all jump on right now with those with those odds. Well, pl plus it's something where, like, you, you know, like these guys take days off here and there. All the players do. LeBron at 36 years old hasn't taken a game off this season. He's getting, what, 26, 8, and 8. They're number one in the Western Conference in field goal percentage. Um, Schroeder and Harrell have been great. He's dishing the ball to them. They're very happy. And they're, they're as a team, this team, the Lakers overall, even with AD playing and not playing, they're giving up two and a half points less a game than they did last year. I think they're better than last year. Uh, LeBron's better than last year, and he's just and uh, even like last week when they 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 came from behind to beat Oklahoma City, they didn't need to win that game. He no. willed them back in the fourth quarter. He was amazing that game and got them that win. Stuff like that and, and like that and what we're going to see over these next couple of games without AD in there. How, see how valuable he really is in terms of getting wins for the team. Brother Bri, I'm going to throw some other guys at you. Now, let's just say for a second. All right. We hear that 200, you know, plus 200 doesn't excite us. We want a little more skin in the game, a little more excitement. This is the only other names I could see that are worth anything. And it still is a stretch to me. You got Durant at plus 850. Now, the Nets are they're 14 and 11 or whatever they are. They don't play any defense right now. Although Durant's offensive numbers are fantastic. Okay, then you got Jokic's plus 500. I mean, he's 26 a game, 11 and a half rebounds, 8.7 assists, shooting 56% from the field. But even that, they're 14 and 11 too, 15 and 10 kind of hover. And then look, Luca's plus 1100. His numbers are insane, but they're almost a little too far behind. They have the same exact record as the Knicks because we have that yeah. draft pick. And then last but not least, you know, Steph's plus a plus a thousand. I mean, it is a heroic effort, and the Warriors are right now technically in the playoffs, which that in itself might neutralize the bad record, but they gonna give Steph a third MVP over Braun of those names. Take LeBron out. Which one do you like the best? Uh, when I, I mean, just numbers and, and I, I guess you'd have to go with Jokic. I mean, Denver would have to make a run though. Right. So right now they're sitting in seventh place. They're 15 yeah. and 11. They would have to get up to top four or five. I mean, the thing about Jokic though, at least he plays every game for a, for a big guy. 
I mean, he's playing every game. His numbers are phenomenal. I mean, the one thing you could say is maybe with AD out, maybe the Lakers take a few days off and really don't care and they lose some games. And I mean, you'll know right away over these next couple of games if LeBron's definitely winning it or not. If if they win, if they come out and win, you know, two thirds of their games, you know, he's, he's going to win it. But I would probably say, I'd say Jokic. I mean, Doncic is, that Dallas team is defensively, they're awful. At best, they're probably going to be a you know seven seed maybe if they make a little bit of a run. I mean, Embiid, I get Embiid seventy sixers if they finish the season in first and Embiid plays enough games. Um, I get you know, but again, he's another guy who's just going to miss too many games. And Durant, the same thing. I mean, Durant's out for a few more games again, right? So yeah, yep. I think he's out for the next two or three games. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say Jokic if I had to take a, a second guy. I would too. Like I, I think maybe to hedge that you could, you know, do a little on Jokic just in case, like you said, if Denver gets hot and the Lakers take some games off. But I just have a feeling in two weeks, if it kind of goes the way I think, you might see LeBron like minus three fifty. And I would right. like, <laughs> I mean, we literally had like we had a couple we had money waiting for us without much risk. And now it's like, oh, you know, it's minus three fifty. Much like the favorite to win rookie of the year. LaMelo Ball is minus 350 right now. I tried hard, guys. Trifecta. I tried hard to find a way, a path mm. for my guy quickly to win this. Yeah. It is. That to me is dead. <laughs> it's just with his role right now and the way the Knicks actually do have a lot of guards. I mean, he's still going to get his 20 points here or there and like really explode. But I, I don't really see. And plus, like I said, the storyline. You know, LaMelo's minus 350. Halliburton now is maybe the case you could make. Both teams are not very good. Uh, it's plus 600. But do you see anyone factoring, and again, barring injury, factoring into rookie of the year? Or is it LaMelo's kind of thing to walk away with? Guys, I, I, yeah. I actually think it's I, I think it's LaMelo's, though. 15, yeah. 6, and 6. He leads all rookies in points scored and assists per game. He's had a triple-double. Uh, 10 straight games where he's had double-digit scoring games. Uh, and in, not saying the Southeast Division is that great, but they are in first place by a game <laughs> over Atlanta and Miami. Uh, the NFC East. Maybe so, but still, my, you know, Miami obviously you know, went to the championship last year. And in their first 52 games last year, Charlotte, 52 games last year, they had 16 wins. They're 13 and 18 now through 28. Very impressive. Yeah, I I really looked hard. I dug in. You know, Halliburton's numbers are are there as well. They're not nearly as flashy, and the things he does to win you games don't really show up in the stat sheet. Uh, there is a nice little Wiseman plus sixteen hundred. Again, you would need the Warriors to click and win some games and feature Wiseman a little more. But the numbers he's been out. There. He's been out a little bit lately, and he's too. been out. I tried, guys. Quickly, it's just not good. We could close the book on <laughs> yeah, quickly Jerry, winning. Jerry, you're right. I mean. I- I could sit here and try to make a case for quickly too at sixteen to one. Uh, you basically would be rooting for a ball injury and a Knicks, uh, you know, uh, continued resurgence where Qu- quickly was playing a big factor night after night in it to even beat out Halliburton at this point. So that's what you'd be rooting for. I I do think this quickly is in a little bit of a different situation because it, it is interesting as as because we all love quickly, right? But you look at his numbers. No, he's averaging like 12 a game, right? And he's shooting like 41%. It seems like it's so much better than that. It seems like it's so much better than that. But his numbers are not really outstanding. But we love the kid. The kid has 
He's got ice in his veins. He's got a great floater. He's got a, his three-point shooting is only going to improve and only going to get better and better. But he, we, it would have to be an injury, and I hate rooting for an injury no, to somebody. No, so yeah, I wouldn't. It's it's Ball's award right now. His numbers are only going to go up. Harry gave it out like 15, 6, and 6. They're probably only going to go up from there for Ball. So I think it's that's a lock. I, I don't know. If you have the money to put on it, put on it. Well, I mean, not since Patrick Ewing has the Knicks seen a rookie of the year. I think Ewing won uh, rookie of the year. I actually spit that out without even knowing for sure. <laughs> uh, no, they have. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Mark Jackson, too. Did Mark? Wait, did he? Mark Jackson, oh, maybe. Mark Jackson. See, I don't, have, yeah. I don't even like pay I know, but it's this. Yeah, but Jerry, you and I were really young then. I mean, Harry and Dan <laughs> were a little older. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I will say, yes. yeah, like Ball's numbers, it, since he started uh, the beginning of this month, is he's averaging 21.76, almost two steals. And the crazy thing is he's shooting 44% from three. Yeah. Uh, but what, yeah, if you want to make a case for Halliburton, though, again, there's plenty of games left. And I mean, Halliburton's numbers are equally are really crazy too. I mean, he's he himself in February is averaging sixteen four five with two steals, and he's shooting in the in the month of February, shooting fifty three percent from three, fifty six percent from the field. So it's nuts for right. a rookie. You know, he's you know he's far outside the conversation, and his numbers are ridiculous. And like you said, Jerry, like or. Some of the stuff he does isn't necessarily flashy, but it and it doesn't show up in the in the box score. But uh, man, he's been really impressive. I I wanted the funny thing is, I really wanted the Knicks to draft him, um, but then once quickly with what quickly's done, then I was like, yeah, we would have never taken quickly. So like it's. You know, that's uh, a tough one. It's a tough. We'll be talking to we'll, Nick <laughs> fans. Will be muttering that uh, if quickly doesn't turn out to continue to be the stud that he is and lead the Knicks to the play. We will be muttering look at Halliburton. <laughs> we'll be muttering that for the rest of our lives if this doesn't work out. Uh, a couple of other quick NBA things I wanted to hit. Again, like the Lakers to win the title plus 240. Like it doesn't do anything for me. Does that do anything for you guys? Like, is that where you're like, like, cause I don't think that's free money like LeBron for MVP because there's too many other variants. That doesn't do anything for me. These might be a little bit of flyers, but the two teams I looked at that really were like, okay, this might be where the Sixers at plus 1400. I mean, we are seeing an Embiid that we've been waiting to see. They do match up with the Lakers. Arguably, you could say that's the team that matches up the best with the Lakers, right? Should they get there? I'm not saying they're going to beat the Lakers, but they got Simmons. They got Embiid to match up with LeBron and AD, and they are getting some nice contributions. And they might even have another small move. I know Redick has said he wants to either maybe go back to, you know, New York or Philly, stuff like that. Sixers at plus fourteen hundred is that dead money, or is that something that might be on your radar? Philly's played some tight, close games this year. I'm not sold on them. I, I'm leaning towards the Nets, maybe even for the NBA championship. I know it's not, you know, it's, it's plus, plus, plus 440 right 440, now on yeah. FanDuel. When they're all together on the court, the drama isn't there, and they're playing on the court as a team. Look what they did on Saturday. They just destroyed Golden State. They were awesome on Saturday, uh, the Nets were. And just when they all play together, I think there's going to be too much for the Sixers. And also, the Bucks have choked as the, as in the past couple of years in the playoffs. So I'm still going to give it to the Nets right now, at least to make it out of the East, and which is plus 165. And to win it, plus 440, I think is okay. 
Bry Darren. I mean, am I reaching well, here no, with the Sixers? I, no, it's funny. <laughs> I, I I think at fourteen to one, I I I do like those odds a lot. Um, I think in the mm. East, you know, I mean, you have a three team race. I mean, the Celtics have really fallen out of this one, yeah. but um, in the East, I mean, it's really a toss up with those three. I mean, Philadelphia. The thing with the the 76ers is defensively at times they can be really good too, right? Between Simmons and, you know, they just have good role players and the addition of Curry this year, the three point shooting is significantly better. So yeah, they, I do agree with you though. Those odds are a little bit out of whack. Um, so I do like them. I also, again, I like the jazz at 14 one too. That's my other one. Now look, I mean, they're 18 and one in their last 19. They're on a ridiculous 17 and 17, one and one against the spread, which we're not profiting off of, which is <laughs> we're ridiculous. not, we're not. Yeah. Has anyone been pounding the jazz? Well, for I, I, I'm, just, I'm just getting ripped on. I'm just getting ripped on Twitter for it. Right, Brian. <laughs> it's funny. I, I profited <laughs> off of Utah early on, but then eventually you think the, the run's going to end, but they just, they play. They're a great. The one thing is they're a great regular season team, right? Because yeah, they, we know they play yeah. hard. They shoot the three really well. They defend the three. My concern would be in the playoffs is, can you keep shooting the three that well? especially when you start playing, you know, when you start playing teams that defend well, but at 14 to one odds though, I think those are, that's still, that still is the best value. And then I think probably followed by the 76ers at 14 to one. Yeah. Parlay kid. I had a hard time looking around like the nets with the 440. Like I get it. Like when those three locked in, like I certainly, and then they do have even good role players after that, but you know, I, I do. Obviously, the NBA is not uh, known for defense anymore like it was when the Knicks were good back in the 90s. But I, I don't know. I do feel like when you kind of get into the playoffs, at least and deeper as you go, you got to be able to get a couple of stops. And maybe they will. You look, Durant's a great defensive player when he's going I, at it right. full strength. Uh, so. you're, you're right, though, Jared. They're giving up 120 points a game, the Nets. I, but I think, I think that, let's face it, like the Nets, they're, they're built for the playoffs in terms right. of. Uh, you know, this is this is like all preseason for the Nets, as far as I'm concerned. I feel <laughs> like true. they, you know, does it really matter what seed they get for the Nets? I don't think it really matters, especially this year. Uh, I think the Nets are kind of they they rest guys whenever they need to rest guys. If the Nets are healthy going to the playoffs, now that being said, I I do think they might need like a shot blocking big man, um, be, at the deadline or something like that. Right. Uh, because like you said, they have the big three and, and Harris can really shoot with the best of them. So the Nets could really just use a, 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 an interior defensive guy like it might sounds crazy, but it might just be somebody like the Knicks have like a, a Noel that the Knicks have. Right. He's like been playing somebody great. That, you know, somebody yeah. that can just doesn't cost a lot of money, but he can block shots and rebound the ball and play some pretty good defense that might put the Nets over the top. I do like the Nets out of the East. And I like Brian's jazz. I was on the jazz last year. I think if Bogdanovich hadn't gotten hurt in the bubble, I think the jazz would have made a lot more noise than they did. They did make some noise, but I think the jazz could have won the whole thing last year in the bubble. So I like both of those, uh, the nets and the jazz and the Sixers are certainly good value as well, Jared. And bubble Jamal Murray to throw back to uh, the bubble situation. That was all. We haven't really seen that. I mean, Murray's been fine this year. We have not really seen bubble Jamal Murray yet this year. So uh, it really, it's really hard to, that's why I left Denver out of this too. I I don't know what to do with that team uh, odds wise. Um, Do you guys see what Joel put in the chat right now on this zoom? It's kind of disturbing. You seeing this? Is there a picture of Harry or something? No picture. Joel just put, there's an argument on Twitter right now. Who lays claim to the name Mellow? 
Carmelo Anthony or LaMelo Ball? Is this uh, even a freaking discussion? Why is that? Wow. Yeah, that, yeah. How is that? I mean, is it an argument from, from a you know a bunch of thirteen year olds and a bunch well, of Twitter forty so, years old? Yeah, like I I mean, who knows what it is? You know, Jerry, you know I mean? Jerry, you know we the Zacolis. They might it might be a generational thing. We might have to ask Michael, but it there there is a this is a real argument going on on Twitter. I I, I hate to break it to you on on <laughs> on this chat, but. It's too soon, and, and it's a little preview. We're going to talk about Mello, I think, again in this show. But you know what? Talk to me in 10 years. You need 10 years for something like that to, to strip a guy of a nickname, of a shortened name. I don't know. I, yeah, I, this I don't is like, like a, yeah, this is a, a cousin Sal, cousin Greg thing. Who gets cousin? You know, who gets the cousin? <laughs> well, right? the younger kids, they might go cousin Greg. I, I don't know. The right. thing is, though, like LaMelo, like you could say LaMelo, right? Is, wouldn't he just go by his first name? Like, he doesn't need Mello. Like LaMelo is his, that's what he should be called and referred to. Like he, he doesn't need that. That nickname's already taken. I mean. Granted, for as much, you know. I mean, give, Car- give, give, Carbello give fan, Carmelo but, his uh, name. He doesn't have any titles. Like, let's not take his name. I mean, come on. He only, he only has so much. By the I way. Mean, it's like it's like the internet fought over Harry Gas Gagnon for months uh, <laughs> over who should be called Gas. And it's, obviously, it's Harry. All right. Uh-huh. Is, is is there? I mean, Cousin Sal has to have ownership of Cousin. I mean, Greg, I love Cousin Greg. By the way, cousin Greg, a solid six five, um, but just cousin Sal been there longer. Like, come on, you got seniority. Is seniority gone? Is it dead? We lost it. Got to count for something. Got to count for something. But yeah, cousin Greg, I met him actually at a Knicks game one time, and he came up to me and he said hello, and I said, oh, "I'm a fan of yours." He's like, "You know, we played pickup basketball together one time," and I said, "Oh, because I actually am w- real mouthy." In pickup basketball, <laughs> I've I've actually been kicked out of games before, and I and I and there was like this weird. I'm like, okay, I can't tell if he was saying that like you were a dick or you were a nice guy. So then at halftime, I see him again. I'm like, cousin Greg. I didn't call him that because I honestly like I love when people call me turtle, right? Uh, I said, listen, w- when we played this pickup game, can I ask you a question? Because it was like five six years ago. Was I an asshole? And he and he looked at me <laughs> and in that same cadence you would imagine as he, as he would say on HBO, he went. Um, yeah, you would say that you were acting like, and I would say you were acting like a giant asshole. <laughs> so you know what? Cousin Sal is the cuz. That's it. I don't think we could debate that. Um, <laughs> we could leave the NBA for now because, you know, I the NFC East, okay, I'm a big Giants fan. It's one of my, it, it was on, on the Waiver Wired podcast, it was my favorite division to talk about because it really is just one big soap opera of crap that you can't even figure out. And uh, I wanted to get some picks from you guys as we look at some of these kind of future odds specific to the NFC East. Um, I, I have my pick and I always try to really like I actually picked the Eagles last year because I don't like to just. Yeah, I could say the Giants are going to win the NFC East every year. I don't I don't roll like that. But this really is the only division that I think doesn't deserve like a favorite that has a minus in front of it. Right. Like all these favorites sure. should be right. plus. Yes, Harry. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, but you know, Jared, listen, Giants fan as well. I've been to the last two Super Bowls uh, at six to one, uh, and I don't know if you know, don't know. I, I called TB to TB months ago, a year ago. I listened I to the show, <laughs> so I just want to let you know. It's in, in calling <laughs> that, that that has I'm a lot to do with this. the that has a lot to do with the NFC East. 
Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because I'm what I'm going to call right now is JJ to NJ. JJ Watt to New Jersey. I'm calling it right now, brother Brian. Yeah, that's going to put you over the top. That well, let's listen. It's all about the leadership that he brings. He's still and he's only he hasn't played well in two two years that much. But if he's healthy, he brings that attitude that the team, the defense needs, who are pretty good. Leonard Williams had eleven and a half sacks breakout season. Dexter Lawrence playing alongside him. Blake Martinez, 151 tackles last year, and James Bradbury was fantastic in the Giants. One of his, one of the free agent pickups in the offseason. This you get Saquon back. They were six and five in the last eleven. Slayton and Shepard. Shepard was fantastic at the end. One question mark though, Jer. I can't stand Evan Ingram though. One touchdown last year. <laughs> if he catches that pass against Philly, we may we win the East. He catches that pass against Philly. We win the East. He needs to step up his game. Too many across the uh, field p- patterns when he drops passes, when he's got green in, front, green in front of him. But overall here, I think the Giants with their defense, they were ninth overall in the league this past year. Get, get them to get J.J. Watt and bring this leadership to, <laughs> to a head. This team can do something in the East where anybody can. Couple, <laughs> couple things to unpack. Number one, you said JJ to NJ. Are you hedging right there? And does that leave room for if he goes to the Jets? Also, are you trying to double dip there a little bit? Giants and Jets? Or are you definitively saying JJ Defin- to the blue? Big blue. He okay. wears a different shade of blue this time. JJ to the to the uh, to the Giants. Absolutely. So you love Giants six to six to one to win the NFC East. You're you're that's you're you're all in on that one. Sure. I mean, uh, Washington, <laughs> uh, you know, listen, well, can't be all in because look you what, know what I mean. Saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, uh, Washington scares me a little bit. They, I think they've got weapons. Oh. But other than that, I think Dallas has a lot of issues uh, quarterback wise, obviously, and uh, Philly as well. I feel you, Darren, about to jump out of the chair. So the mic yeah. is yours. Go for it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I feel well, it. I- I, I always get ahead of myself. Sal and I, as Cowboy fans, we always. You know, because on paper, you always look at the Cowboys, right? Especially offensively. And you're like, they're stacked. They're the best team in the NFC East. Uh, you know, offensively, look, it's a quarterback's league. And if Dak is on this team next year and Dak is healthy, they have a huge advantage at that position. Um, the one team I really don't like here, Jared, is the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles have the second best odds here. Um, I think they're going to be in a transition. I think Hertz showed a lot of promise. I just think with the new coach, uh, they don't have a lot of receiving weapons. I just don't love the Eagles. But the Cowboys, I think, are going to make some moves on defense. They already brought in Dan Quinn to run the defense uh, this year. When Dan Quinn is running a defense and not a head coach, he does a pretty darn good job at that. So I think they're going to bring in some players. They're going to be drafting uh, a lot on the defensive side. They get some offensive linemen back, I think, this year. They were really would they were down their whole offensive line. They're going to get some guys back. I still think at minus 125, like you said, I, I really like to see like a plus 125 on this here. I don't know if they can, if any team should have a minus next to it. <laughs> like you said, I think that's a great point. But I just think from the quarterback standpoint, they have the best one. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm hearing that the Giants might not even be really sold on Daniel Jones now. They might be looking elsewhere. That's a rumor that's floating around out there. But yeah, the Cowboys minus 125. I'm not trying to be a homer. I just think talent-wise, they have the most in the division. You're not? You're not? <laughs> Harry, I, I, look, well, you know. I'm just saying. I'm asking. I, I want to make sure that you're not. That's all. I'm not. Look, you know, I call it like it is. If, I, 
I, you know, there are times I can't, you know, there's a lot of things I don't like about the Cowboys. There's a lot of things I don't like about the Cowboys. And they have holes. But, man, who doesn't in this division? I just think weapons-wise, the Cowboys have the most. They pick up a couple, another one or two guys on the defensive side. They might be the best team in the division. Brother Bry? I'm going to go with Washington. I, I don't like the Cowboys' odds. I don't like the Eagles' odds. I mean, I think you'd have to go with the Giants or Washington here. Uh, the question is, is Heineke going to be the, you know, see the answer for the Bucs? I mean, he looked great in that game against, uh, I mean, he looked great in the game against the Bucs, but my assumption is he won't be their quarterback. But they may have the best defensive line in football. Uh, they prob- they're they going to have a top 10 defense, if not top three or four next season. They have a lot of pieces on offense that you like, right? Either Gibson or or McLaurin. So it's going to come down to the QB play. I think this team's going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team next year. The question is, is 8-8 eight eight going to win the division? If they get a little bit of an upgrade of the QB position, they could win, you know, they could win nine games and win this division. I, I still think we're going to be in the same spot next year where yep. the winner of this division's, you know, not nine wins. Couple of things to unpack, right? So, yeah, I'm, w- I'm with you guys on like, you got to take the six to ones here. Just get the value. It's such a, it's such a erratic division that y- you really like, wh- you have to, honestly, I, I, I hear you, Darren, on the Cowboys. I actually said last year, like, if Dak stayed healthy, I think the Cowboys win that division easily, and it pains me to say that. But still, like, minus 125? I'm not willing know, to do know, that for I, anyone. I, I think you got to roll with... And second of all, like, Philly, I'm sorry, and I, I know they got a QB now, and they're working that situation out, but what on earth has garnered you the credit to be a two-and-a-half to one <laughs> Only two and a half to one. Like that, that's a six to one if I've ever seen it right there. Right. You they know? have no receivers, that team. The I, I just has don't, no receivers. I, I saw that number and I'm like, this just, and I get it. You can, I know they'll probably win the division. Watch, of course, that's how it works, right? But I, I don't know how you get to plus 260 for the Eagles. I, I maybe they, they love the new coaching staff. A lot of the, the, the Eagles' problems too were like in the early part, like, why are they only running Miles Sanders six times? Like, I don't understand. He's like a stud running back. They need weapons. But I, yeah, the Giants definitely are looking at Danny Dimes. Like, I, I don't think you hold last year against him. It was a weird year. He had the hamstring injury. You know, they lost Saquon as, as early as possible, pretty much. Uh, I do think this is the year that it's kind of, I don't want to say do or die for Danny Dimes. I'm not going to say they get off of him if it's another bad year. But second year for Judge, I'm already here. I've heard from several people too, like the Deshaun Watson stuff to the Giants. I'm like, is that even a real? Are we just gonna float Deshaun Watson's name across the whole entire NFL that needs a quarterback? Yes. Yes. And like, would you get rid of him for? Would you get rid of Danny Dimes for Watson? Like, yeah, I think everybody does that, right? No offense, to Danny Dimes. Watson but, and Watt. Yeah, he'll just be the Texans <laughs> East. And I'm I'm a big fan of Judge though, Jerry. I think Judge is a, a I think you got a keeper there, and I think he is going to build there with the Giants. That scares me as a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I, I just don't see how. It, I, I do think the Cowboys may in full strength have the edge, but minus one twenty five. I'm just a little I'm a little scared that. of that. And um, you know, the Eagles do have a good pick. Dallas picks ten. Giants pick eleven. So there's going to be a little bit of a reload too. But uh, I can't kind of end off at least the NFL part without getting a little fantasy action. As you guys know, I host waiver wired for the extra points network. And I, I did win a couple of championships this year. And look, (laughs) it's really ridiculous to talk fantasy sleepers right now. It's a little ridiculous. I do agree, but I, I can't help myself. So if you don't have anything that jumps out at you, it's all good. But 
and even position, maybe it's one player, but if we go position by position, QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end, are there guys that you are already tracking as like a little bit of a sleeper, deep kind of pick? And you can go positionally or just throw out a name. Uh, you want to start, uh, Bri, you want to start? Yeah, why not? So it's funny. I don't know if you'd classify him as, as a sleeper, but I'm looking at Brandon Ayuk, you know, you know, he's I'd probably classify him as a sleeper because I'm thinking he's probably in fantasy terms going like outside the top 25 or maybe right around the top 25. But it's somebody I definitely think next year could be top 15 receiver, especially in the right QB situation. I mean, he had 750 yards and only 12 games. But if you look at his last couple of games, he was targeted uh, at least nine times as five of his last seven games targeted 13 times in three of his last seven games. And he had 70 yards in six of his last seven games. So yeah, uh, definitely a receiver that it's funny because one of our brothers was playing him in fantasy. And I was like, Oh, he, you have to start him. And then I started looking at his numbers. I was like, Oh shit, his numbers <laughs> are better than I thought. So yeah, he had a good year. Uh, yeah. So he was a stud coming out. I mean, normally he would have been, a, you know, I mean the fact that he was probably the, I think he was the sixth receiver taken in that draft, but normally he'd be, you know, a top three, top four, um, in any draft. So he's a stud. Uh, again, if you have the right QB situation, I like him a lot. Parlay kid, Darren, what you got? Yeah, I like that. I like that for Brian. I, I'm going to take a running back here, Jerry. And uh, I think AJ Dillon is uh, maybe a lot of people don't have him on the radar right now uh, because I think you look at Green Bay and you look at Jones and Williams. I think Williams has got one foot out the door there and they don't, is it me or just Green Bay just doesn't seem like they want to commit a ton to Adam Jones. So true. He doesn't, he doesn't, right. He's always in that like 10 to 15 carry a game type of uh, player. And I think if it, I wouldn't be surprised if I know he's, I think his contract is up after he's got one more year left on his contract that probably don't want to give him big bucks. I would not be surprised and we saw A.J. Dillon in that one, uh, maybe week 16, uh, have a huge game um, for the for the Packers. Kind of reminds you a little bit maybe of a poor man's Derrick Henry. He's big. big he can boy. run. He's physical. And I just feel like he might end up being the number one back uh, if at some point, if not early in the season, for the Green Bay Packers. Somebody that they give the ball to more than – 10, 11, 12 times a game. Somebody they can give it to 15 to 20 times plus a game. It might So A.J. Dillon could be, for me, somebody you could steal late and uh, could get great value out of him. Harry, you got to follow that. That was a great pick. You made yeah, me want to just draft good. A.J. Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Right. I'm going to uh, go with the Bills wide receiver, rookie receiver, uh, Gabriel Davis. Um he had seven touchdowns in his rookie season. The Bills offense is clicking. He had 600 yards. Uh, he comes from Central Florida. He was a fourth-round pick. Uh, in his senior season there, he had 72 catches for over 1,200 yards. Uh, he had 20 touchdowns while he was at Central Florida, and he averaged 17.2 yards per reception. He led the Bills in that as well this year with 17 a game. He had 90 yards in the playoff game against the Colts. And again, this is a team that just – is shining on offense. Allen's been fantastic. Everything seems to work for them. Diggs, Beasley. So throw in Gabriel Davis to have even a better season than last year. Like I said, rookie season still had seven touchdowns. And there's a chance that Josh Allen throws like 60 times a game. 
this year. I mean, he almost did it last year. Like, there's a chance that he throws 60. Because there is no real running game. I mean, I know they'll probably get Zach Moss back, and they'll maybe run a little bit more. But there's a chance that Josh Allen has, like, the most pass attempts of all time. Uh, I'm going to throw a name at you guys that actually my co-host on Waiver Wired put me on to. And I I don't have his stats in front of me because his stats are not going to knock you over. But there's a method to the madness here. I'm going LaVisca Chenault in Jacksonville. Mm. And I'm really, this is if you are investing in Trevor Lawrence, if you are investing in the coaching changes, if you were just investing in Jacksonville now, really starting to turn the corner. I mean, he did make some big plays with a a plethora of quarterbacks that will probably not be throwing the ball in the NFL this year. So if it does work out, and you could even hedge and say, all right, I like Chenault a lot. You could even give a long look to DJ Shark too, who, you know, I drafted him actually pretty high last year and he was a big disappointment. I just like the way uh, Chenault kind of fits today's NFL a little bit more. He could play slot. He could play outside. He kick returns, punt returns. He does it all. So that's kind of my sleeper. Of course, this is way early to do. I couldn't resist while I had the opportunity to talk. I love it. I love it. It's never too early to talk to fans. (laughs) Never uh, too early. I am. I'm still, I'm still very, very, uh, honored that I was able to come settle some beef going on. I don't know if we ever got to a resolution. I kind of hope there's more and I'm assuming there will be more next year. So I'm, I'm available too. Well, I made the playoffs. It wasn't because <laughs> of the whole situation with Evans lost in the first round, lost in the second round. So although, although I will say the the guy who got Evans finished the season undefeated the first time I've never even heard of a team finishing undefeated. Um, and I think he won the Super Bowl because of Evans, right? Am I right? If he didn't have Evans in his lineup, I don't think he yeah. would have won, right? I'm pretty. I think uh, that's, I'm pretty sure. I think you're correct on that. And he also Brian. won. Yeah. He also that Brady won Lions with, uh, game. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique, fun bet types like same-game parlay, and exclusive always-on promotions to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they even get your winning safely in as little as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. And I want to say, I've been looking at FanDuel Sportsbook, and I got to say, I like the LeBron James to win MVP plus 200. I think in a couple of weeks, that's actually going to be a minus bet. So plus 200, LeBron James for MVP. Anthony Davis banged up for a little while. That's what I'm targeting. And if you never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with the promo code against all odds so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code against all odds. Disclaimer, 21 and over and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 
1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, well, I'm sort of excited for this. I, I you know, it, you'll see why I'm kind of saying this, but it is time. Okay, we are gonna we're gonna throw over to the Volvo Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Everybody, it, it's something I've been looking forward to. Although I don't know how I feel about the question necessarily. I had a hard <laughs> time with it. I struggled with it. Uh, we talked a lot of Knicks on this podcast, which I don't know if, if you guys are going to allow anymore after this one. Okay, here it is. The Volvo Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Who is the most disappointing New York Knicks player this century? You got the favorite, Carmelo Anthony, a 2-1. to one. You got guys like Amari Stoudemire, 7-2. to two. Antonio McDyess, 8-1. to one. Jeremy Lin, 20-1. to one. And then you got the field, even money. So I guess that actually is the favorite. Uh... Brother Bry, what do you got? This pains me to even ask. Well, it's amazing. We had over the last 20 years, right? How many guys? I mean, I know it's got to be tough for you because you're sitting you're sitting courtside. So, you know, you got to be careful, I guess, with some of these. But the guy I hated the most was Andrea Bargnani. Like, man, <laughs> I for some reason, that was the trade that pissed me off more than anything. I think because we had we kept trading first round picks, right? You know, the Curry thing did not work out. So many things did not work out trading picks. So we get Bargnani. He's soft. So coming to New York, it was going to be tough on him. He was always injured. He barely played. I mean, and even when you looked at Bargnani, you're like, oh, you would think like when you look at his numbers, he was a great shooter. And it's like, no, he wasn't even a great shooter. And for the Knicks, he shot like 30% from three. And he averaged like 13 points. I mean, he played two. He probably played like 80 games for the Knicks and we gave up a top 10 pick for him. So that one to me just, I don't know why. I hated it from the get-go. And um, I just, I never liked Bargnani anyway. And it's just for what we gave up. I, I thought that was the worst move we had made. You know what, Bri? Um, it's made me never want to trade with the Raptors and Masai Ujiri again. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I just don't, don't put us in any trades with Masai Ujiri because that sure. he, yeah, he got the better of us on this. Uh, Parlay Kid, what do you got on this same awful question? Well, I, I like that. I, look, I, I think, um, I wouldn't take Mello here. I, I wasn't a, uh, I'm not a huge Mello guy, but I mean, he did do some good things here. I mean, our best years were probably when he was here, at least uh, over the last uh, decade. Uh, and same with Amari, right? So with Stoudemire. So uh, they both had some productive years. Uh, the McDice one is intriguing because, um, you know, the Knicks gave up uh, a first rounder and Marcus Camby, who had, uh, did very well uh, with the Nuggets. It was, I think they was Nene that uh, was drafted. Yes. Uh, so we gave up, uh, you know, basically Nene, uh, who was a pretty solid pro, and Camby for McDice, who really never lasted. Uh, Lynn was fun when it lasted. I'm going to go off the board here. And I brought the bride quickly mentioned him. Eddie Curry uh, was uh, just a, an absolute uh, disaster for the Knicks. Uh, that trade with Isaiah Thomas. I don't know what your feelings are, Jerry, on Isaiah. Uh, I don't have good uh, <laughs> feelings towards Isaiah as a general manager or, or as a coach uh, with the Knicks. I think when they get, you know, if actually, if you look it up, uh, Isaiah forgets what the trade looked like. Isaiah, uh, reading about it a little bit today, Isaiah said, we didn't give up a uh, uh, first-round pick. We just swapped picks. And they did do a swap. With the <laughs> in Knicks, addition. <laughs> in addition to giving up a first-round pick. So 
the the Bulls walked. Uh, you would have they would have had a chance that I don't love them, but Lamarcus Aldridge uh, was taken where the Knicks uh, could have drafted him uh, there, and uh, Noah uh, uh, was drafted uh, when the Knicks got Wilson Chandler, who was a decent player in the swap, but. Uh, Joe Kim Noah was a uh, just a great player on like winning teams, right? He's a winning type of player. By the time the Knicks got him, was too late. So the Eddie Curry trade, uh, just and Curry, I know his numbers weren't terrible at the time when they got him, but he just was not a winning player. He was a losing type of player, and it was the last thing the Knicks needed at that time. And they gave him a big contract on top of it. I might start crying in this uh, in this segment, oh. Harry. Harry, what do you got? Well, man, so Jerry, you let me guess. Uh, are you saying John's fan? I am. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Chris Mullen, let's go. Right, right. Uh, by the way, I played one on one against Chris Mullen before. So just throwing that out there. Hope you gave seven. him buckets, Harry. I hope you gave him buckets. Knocked down seven straight jumpers. He beat me <laughs> seven nothing when I was twelve years old. <laughs> but besides that, well, listen, nobody, nobody, Jer. Loved Carmelo Anthony more than me when he was at Syracuse. He brought us a title. He got it done in the one year he was here. Uh, but still, I've always said his game is a cancer to teams in the NBA. I just think it's very selfish. I think him camping out of the three-point line, not boxing out, not getting rebounds, not getting assists, hurts teams in the long run. After he was done with the Knicks, it happened in Oklahoma City, and I knew that I, I called that on against all odds because I thought this that was going to happen too. Ridiculous, so now, Harry. Well, listen, seven years with the Knicks, he played seventy games or more, just three times, and the, and and in two thousand twelve thirteen, they had they struggled with Boston in the playoffs. The only time they really had a chance, uh, who only had forty one wins, then they lose to Indiana, and in three years and making the playoffs with the Knicks, when he's supposed to be the guy, the Knicks fans are excited, they're pumped. He shoots 34, 22, and 29% from three-point range in those years in the playoffs. Now, Carmelo, big disappointment. Got the Knicks mm. nowhere. Mm. So and he's, done it with, and he's done it with everybody. He had problems even with Denver at the end of his uh, tenure there, too. Unfortunately, all your answers are pretty pretty good. <laughs> it's hard to make an <laughs> argument for, like, which one stands out. Um, I will say with Melo, I think the biggest offense that happened was the fact that it just couldn't wait to sign him and we had to trade away every asset right. that we had because, yes. and I agree with you, Harry, like the, his game, which one of the best scorers individually of all time, yeah. does not necessarily translate to, you know, best winning. Olympian, the best Olympian we've had in the last right. 15 years, right? You know, he never had the greatest supporting cast and a lot of that was because of what the, the overall cost was to bring him to New York when we could have signed him three or four months later. So right. I, I'm going to just throw a little something out there and try and make it an a, a uplifting uh, kind of situation for this century. I'm going to say Amari Stoudemire three and a half to one. And here's why. Because that first two months, he came to the Knicks when every, like we threw him the big contract when everyone was afraid of the injuries. And he was an MVP candidate. And the garden was alive. This is even, this is pre mellow Okay. And yep. then, like, you know, Mello came and then the injuries that everyone talked about did sort of set in and he was never quite healthy again. And that hurt me more because even that 2013 team, we didn't really have them full strength. Like, I really do think that oh, like three years earlier, you know, I think we could have maybe made some noise in the Eastern Conference, even pre-Mello. So I'm going to say it was disappointing only because we did not get a hundred percent of what we paid for. And we kind of knew that that was the risk. And of course the risk 
is what uh, is what came true. And uh, but great answers. And I'm going to go cry myself in the the <laughs> <laughs> in the Volvo make believe Riverboat Casino. And uh, that's going to do it for the Volvo make believe Riverboat Casino, where safety is always MVP. Volvo cars have been a leader in the field of car safety for decades. Volvo safety innovations have helped to save over a million lives and they aim to save a million more. Volvo scores big with nine Volvo models earning an IIHS top safety pick as of February 2021. Volvo is as much about planetary safety as they are about automotive safety, which is why seven Volvo models are available as plug-in hybrids or pure electric. Volvo is launching its first pure electric SUV now, the XC40 Recharge, and Volvo has earned the number one most innovative technology experience in the automotive industry for safety, convenience, and connected vehicle technologies. We all know the dangers of speeding. It's because of this that Volvo has set the top speed of all their new cars to 112 miles an hour. Volvo is the safety MVP no matter what you drive. Volvo shares their accident research to make all cars safe for everyone. To learn more, go to www.volvocars.com slash US slash V slash car dash safety. All right. Hey, Jerry, I got a question for you, if you don't mind. Can I ask? Please. When you're on, when you're, when you're courtside watching these Knicks. Yeah. Right. Is what player, has there been a player that you uh, love to hate, like an opposing player? And, and do you ever ride anybody? Like you, you, you ever like riding somebody like getting on them <laughs> when you're on what? the, when you're on the sideline there? Listen, I, I, I will always say the, the greatest, um, I guess, fringe benefits byproduct of my career to this point, maybe my greatest accomplishment, like, you know, Connolly, Piven, Dylan, they got nominated for Emmys and all that. I've never got nominated for an Emmy, but I have sat courtside at the Knicks game dozens and dozens of times. And if you would have told 10 year old me that I would have never believed you in a million years. So a couple of things, uh, I once talked like funny kind of trash to Steven Jackson. Like I kind of talk about guys sneakers. I'm like, oh, you're really wearing those. Ew, those are <laughs> nasty. Steven Jackson might have turned around one time and told me to shut the F up. Um, <laughs> you know who really kind of messed with me one time? Hazonia messed with me one time. And yeah, he was like, on the Knicks. And like it was like in between timeouts and he was getting ready to end the ball. He had the ball, the game. They hadn't come back from break yet. And he was like kind of because I guess he's an awesome soccer player or whatever. He's like kind of kicking the ball around. Like he like kicks the ball at me, but it wasn't in like, uh, hey, kick it back. It was like, he tried to like hit me in the face with it, I feel like. Um, <laughs> and the worst thing I have to say, I was at a game where someone uh, a few rows over, I don't know who it was, uh, was talking a lot of trash to Russell Westbrook. This is Oklahoma City, um, but at post Durant, Harden stuff like that. But still, it's Russell Westbrook. And like, you know, when you're some guys like you just can't talk trash to because it only motivates them. There's very few who actually right, get, right. he got motivated and he turned it on. At one point, I literally went, Russell, not that he knows me. I just call it like, like, Russell, come on, calm down. Stop doing this, man. He went, no, F no, never. And screamed at me like he he wanted to win the game by 400 points to shut that dude up. And that's where I kind of learned, like, I don't really talk trash to the other team that much because I just want to win the game. So yep. uh makes sense. Yeah, I almost so, think I want to keep acting and having stuff to promote that's on TV so I could still maybe get to go to games. <laughs> and it's sad, like, you know, I haven't been to a a, a Knicks game oh. in a while. I went to a game not far before uh COVID kind of hit us. It might have only been like a week or two before. And yeah, I had no idea that would be like the last game for a long mm, time. So crazy. Uh, but yet, um, 
I, I also did get to see, I, I, I went to a few Linsanity games, which was, uh, mm, oh, that was yeah. the only other time too where I felt like the garden was truly, truly alive and you were witnessing something special and then all sorts of stuff uh, happened. Uh, I think it's time for some Sharp Tank, boys, because now I really want to get, I want to get in on where your guys' heads are at. This is also, this is really why I'm here, okay? And I want to figure out <laughs> just, just who I'm going to fade and who I'm going to maybe ride here. So Brother Bri, what do you got? All right. Well, this week's a little tough. We're early, you know, we're doing this early in the week. So the, there's the options are a little bit limited. So true. I am right. going to go back to UFC. Caveat my UFC picks have probably been horseshit. Um, <laughs> do you watch a lot of UFC, Jerry? Do you? Uh, I, I used to. I won't say a lot, but I, I know what's going I stay up. I stay. I don't watch every big event, but I, I stay up. I okay. can't stay awake, is the problem. I know. Yeah. I know. It's tough. I mean, some of these don't go off till one o'clock, but right. I'm going to go. Uh, all right. I'm not going to go any of the big fights here, but I'm going to go in the heavyweight division. I'm going to go Alexio Olenek plus 152 over Chris Dawkins. Look, full disclosure, Olenek in his last fight, I had him as a best bet and he got knocked out in the second round. Uh, so full disclosure, that was my last last time. But I just don't think um, I don't think Dawkins is that has had the level of competition. I mean, it's been pretty bad his level of competition so far. While Olenek, even though he's like 50, he just has that experience. He's fought some great dudes. Even his losses are against some really good guys. I feel like Dawkins has a lot of power, but Olenek, if he if he if he brings him down to the ground just and wears him down, I think especially if he gets out of that first round. I think he's going to tire Dawkins out. I really like him in this fight, especially because you're getting plus 152. I thought the odds would be a little bit closer to even, but at at that, I really like the value there. Okay. All right. All right. Parlay kid. What do you got? This is a tough week that? too, Jerry. So I'm, I'm actually going to come back with the UFC as well. I'm looking for some golf stuff. Uh, FanDuel doesn't really have a lot up right now in terms of I could try to pick another winner. I don't see myself <laughs> going back to back. <laughs> Uh, or almost back to back to back, right, Harry? Almost, almost right, D, right. It would be almost impossible. So I, I got to stay away from golf. Um, so I'm going to keep it UFC too, Jerry. I don't know. It's one of my actually favorite fighters is fighting this weekend. I'm a big fan of Curtis Blades. Uh, he is fighting Derek Lewis. Uh, I think um, Lewis is a knockout artist. Uh, if Blades can avoid uh, that one punch from Lewis, especially early in the fight, I think he'll wear him down and eventually score a knockout himself uh, because he'll be in much better shape. Blades is uh, a pretty solid wrestler. I think he tries to take this to the mat, uh, especially if he is getting tired a little bit. So uh, I think Blades to win by TKO or knockout is plus 120. Uh, that's the route I am taking this week over Derek Lewis, who was fun to watch. Lewis can be fun. He's a fun interview at the end of the fights, but Blades is just a better overall fighter here. So, and I don't think this can go the distance. Lewis is never in great shape. Interesting, interesting. All right, Harry, what's your best bet? All right, well, we've got a lot of lists. Al's always getting emails. He's telling us from uh, listeners, fans, oh, and like odds right. from Australia. From Ooh. Australia. we got tons of listeners from Australia. So I'm going to throw them a bone here. I'm going to go Australian Open tomorrow night at minus 166. you got to lay a little bit of a price. But Rafael Nadal to win the first set over Stefanos Titsipas. All right? Now, so What was that last name, Harry? Yeah, can you say that one more time? Titsipas, Titsipas, is that okay? Yeah. Are you saying Titsipas? Are you saying Titsipas? 
pop pop peepees pop pops. Uh, six and one lifetime uh, against him. Six and one in first sets. His only loss against him is with seven six. All the other ones were six four or better. Uh, Nadal's look fantastic here in the Australian Open. Twelve and zero in sets. Um, Titsipas had a five set uh, match that he had to pull out as a big favorite. 2019 straight sets. He won at the Australian Open. Beat him six two in the first set. Give me Nadal to win the first set at minus one sixty six. It's impossible for you to pronounce <laughs> that name, right? That's from Joel. By the way, Jared, right there. By the way, Jared, it's revenge too against Titsipas too because about <laughs> about about five months ago I had him in a match and he was minus a thousand. He lost in straight sets. So, ah, <laughs> uh, listen, th- th- we're talking the is- doll here. That's what I'm saying. Like these are all, and I know it is early in the week, so we're not. I'm not giving you guys the greatest opportunity to be great. So, uh, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But I'm, I'm, I'm a roll with you, Harry, because it is Nadal. I don't like the minus you. I'm just not a minus guy. I just don't like. Yeah. It. yeah. I don't like it, but it's not. It's not terrible. And you sold me on the six and one. And then I also like it's the first set. So at least maybe then you could you could still catch up if for some reason it goes awry. You could still maybe get it back in set two, three. And I don't know how many first sets Nadal's lost to him, but I'm going to go with you, Harry, but it is a tough week. And uh, I'm not going to lie, the UFC is not my, I mean, again, I watch, but uh, again, it's hard to stay up past 10. I don't know the kids, guys. You guys got to teach me how to do this. (laughs) You drink coffee at nine o'clock at night to stay up for UFC. How do you do it? You just get like three or four hours of sleep at night. That's good. I'm getting there. I guess, (laughs) I guess kid number two is just officially going to make that. (laughs) Yeah. Get your three hours. Yeah. Yeah, Jared, that's I, I, I left the East Coast two. at 22. I can't stand the East Coast. Sports <laughs> is where it's at on the West Coast. <laughs> well, fellas, honestly, I really got to say uh, this was a lot of fun. I've been listening to you guys for a while. Uh, I love what you guys do, and I love your relationship with Sal. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm going to pull the green screen down for a second. We all miss you, Sal. I'm not in your house. Don't worry. I didn't crack your Simply Safe code or whatever you have secure in your house. Um, this was a lot of fun. Parlay Kid, where could the good people find you? You can find me at the Chalk Talker on Twitter, Jer. Um, just, uh, we really appreciate you filling in tonight. You did a great job. We're so happy. You got to promise me one thing if you're back courtside one day, I, I just want one, one time. I got to sit courtside. <laughs> One yeah. time with the great Jerry Ferrara. Just one time. Listen. But I got to be honest with you, I will ride the refs a lot. I will <laughs> ride the refs a lot. That's the one thing you have to understand. I don't know if there's a rule there when nah. you're sitting courtside. I will ride the refs if they're not doing a good job all game long. Just don't get teed up. I feel like fans could cause like a Knicks like bench tee and next thing you know, the whole garden's I'm- booing you. I'm very good at avoiding the cheese. I take it to a point. I take it to a point, uh, you know, and, I, and then I bring it back down. But I will right. ride him. So you know where the line time. is. You know where and the I, line is. And tell Connolly if he ever wants to invite me to a uh, an Islanders game. I'm a huge Islanders fan too. So Are you? Yeah, Kev, he drops the puck let, every opening Kev, game. Let's get him on. Let's get him on to talk hockey one day. <laughs> Oh, listen, he's always begging me to talk. I I, I, I kind of stopped watching hockey in 94 after the Rangers won the cup and then they locked the players out the next year. I was like 12 years old. It broke my heart. Uh, but Connolly, I mean, that's all. Yeah, he watches a ton of hockey. You guys should definitely talk hockey with uh, Harry. You might be able to help you out with some of your Canadian bets that's been going wrong for you. <laughs> Connolly's a- something. I mean, it's, uh, 
two fourteen and one. Give me a break, right? Two fourteen and one. That is. Hold on. Wait, really quick too. Before we keep giving out that, I want to get a little update on the. I mean, we're all going to know. Ah, my computer's frozen. I can't. What are the Knicks doing? They were. Last I saw, they're up five early. Oh, you're gonna have to. You have to sweat it out, Harry. Right. What's uh? What's uh? What's Trey Young's stats? Uh, wait, the, wait, the Knicks are up. Knicks are up eight early. All right. Knicks are up eight early fourth. Trey, yeah, I don't. Trey Young is. Oh, he's got 33 total, Harry. Oh, time left? 10 30. Oh, the sweaties. The sweaties. <laughs> yeah. Brother, brother Bry, brother Bry, where could the good people find you? Yeah, I'm at the brother Bry on uh, Twitter. I agree with uh, Parley Kid. You have uh, sitting courtside, or even if we're sitting way, even if we're like up in the upper deck and it's fine as long as we grab a drink uh before or after the game that's fine but yeah parlay kid he's gotten thrown out of uh cyo 10 year old travel game so <laughs> it's it's possible it's possible you get tossed <laughs> and uh harry harry i'm gonna turn it over to you what do you got i'm at aao harry on twitter go to bestbetcorner.com check out my picks parlay kids picks uh during the week on other sports but like again parlay kid amazing uh picking another winner in golf so and again listeners in australia that we really appreciate everything that you do you listen you send out the uh emails and and questions it's been fantastic and jerry again thanks for being on man always thanks no it's truly my pleasure uh i'm i'm at jerry ferrara on twitter the reason why i'm throwing that out there is because you know tv shows are starting to come back out what i'm gonna plug right now is uh Baby number two is coming in two months. We are nowhere with names for our second son. Like when I say nowhere, we're making up names that don't exist in the English language. So on Twitter, throw me some names, like real names. Don't troll me. Give me some names that sound good with Ferrara. Don't troll me. And 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 just, just come on. We need a little help because every name I have like associated with the person. I need like a fresh name that's not tied to anyone I know, but that's not literally made up from outer space, which is what my wife and I are doing pretty much now. Uh, All right, and that's going to do it, okay, for the degenerate trifecta, for Jim Cunningham, who helped me out with this green screen situation, Joel Solomon, I'm Jerry Farrar. Cousin Sal will be back, and I do not own the Extra Extra Points Podcast Network. (laughs) So uh, tune in soon. He will be back, and thanks for listening, guys. No, no, no.